0: Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen, the Triple Play Fantasy Football Show. Let's go.
1: Time saved without the 30 second countdown, David.
0: <laughs> ah, it's good to be back. It's good to be back with y'all. Oh, my goodness. I think the 30 second countdown is probably done, but I, I will say it's been we were talking what's been like four months or so since we all last recorded together. Y'all are as beautiful as ever, John. You're a TV star now. Uh, oh, yeah, Orioles oh, yeah. broadcast. <laughs> how, how did you find that? Was it a- ironic? It a- it. Well. It was it was our good friend Stephen
1: who lives in Boston. I was not on the Masson stream. I was on the Nesson stream, so I uh, got a no free ad uh, MLB TV app free trial, and I watched all of the Na- Masson broadcast to not be in it, and then had to watch the Nesson broadcast.
2: <laughs> Wait, John, can I say my favorite part is when Nicole like looks at you like, "Okay, go," and then you stand up. <laughs> I go because I'm because I was waiting
1: for it and I wasn't sure how quickly it was going to happen because I had just gotten a beer that they didn't open all the way. So this was my one shot. You were also was,
3: out of the frame when you started chugging it.
1: I know because you so stood tall. up. I'm too tall. I'm too tall. I mean, I didn't know I if I had a live view, maybe I would have been able to adjust, but you know, live and learn. <laughs> I'm sorry yeah. you're
2: so tall, John.
0: It's <laughs> a good problem to have. But uh yeah, Johnny's a TV star now, and uh we're back back in the saddle. The football show is going to be back weekly every single week from here until the end of the football season. So you will be seeing a lot of our faces again. We already got some people hanging out in the comments. Always love to see that. My buddy Matt checking in. Howdy, fellas. I'm a biased Colts fan. And for the picks we've had, I'm really liking the picks that were made. Well, we're going to get into some of the Colts stuff. Before we, we get into the draft winners and losers, though, I, I got to shout out our partner in crime, our good friends over at Fantasy Points Media Group. <laughs> Now, if you don't know about Fantasy Points Media Group, if you use code TRIPLEPLAY22, you'll receive a 10% off with your subscription discount to Fantasy Points. And you're wondering what you get over there if you do choose to subscribe. Well, Scott Barrett's annual post-draft presser review, it's gold, ladies and gentlemen. Not silver, it's gold. He spent 48 hours grinding post-draft pressers to find the most actionable fantasy intel. That's the type of stuff you need to get a leg up on your fantasy leagues in may i'm telling you you gotta listen to that of course not just that they have some the best rookie rankings in the business obviously the rookie drafts are starting now and post draft so you can get all the information you need for that over at fantasy points and are you into underdog have you ever heard of underdog one of the best best ball places you can do right now they're partnered with Fantasy Points Media Group. And if you use code Fantasy Points, and it's F A N T A S Y P T S, they'll match your deposit up to $100 if you use that code. So you can basically get $200 for $100 over at Underdog. It's a blast. Um, just make sure you check out Fantasy Points. They're doing big things over there, and we're very proud to be partnered with them. So check out Fantasy Points. And uh, <laughs> I think uh, that's, uh, that's Teddy, right?
3: Yes, they're underdog talk.
0: Teddy killing it with the interviews. That's our guy. Uh, But you guys clicked on this video today because we've got our draft day winners and losers. And if you know what? If I could find – there we go. Our NFL draft winners and losers, there's a lot of them. Was this the craziest draft, Brad, that you think you've ever been a part of with all the trades and everything that went down?
3: I don't know if it was the craziest, but I was definitely the most surprised seeing no QBs in the first round for the most part, and then that big – you know, NBA-style superstar trade. I I was just kind of blown away with that one.
0: We're seeing a wide receiver, a change in the wide receiver landscape. It's become such a more important position in a pass-happy NFL that teams are basically looking at like, hey, we can't afford to pay you 100-plus million dollars, especially after you get a certain point in your career. So we're just going to go draft younger first-round wide receivers and trade off what we can. Basically, you saw the Titans do that. They traded AJ Brown and they brought in the same type of player. Speculation if he'll be nearly as good in Traylon Burks. John, what were your thoughts?
1: I was just going to say eventually that's no longer going to work. I think people were spoiled by the past few years having a couple great wide receivers, you know, put up MVP ish numbers as rookies and stuff like that, which that's just not sustainable because that's otherwise if every receiver is good, no receiver is good. So at some point, we're going to stop getting these generational talents coming through every year.
0: Yeah, I think it's something that's been very interesting to see how it plays out. And oh, a buddy, uh, Sports Wikipedia, who's a real uh, awesome dude, checking in, hanging out with him. And then Matt also adds in the Jags messed up the wide receiver Mark Trent
2: Balky did. Trent Balky.
0: <laughs> Tristan, no, we we'll Christian you. There's nothing Kirk's
1: wrong team. with paying my man Zayman Jones. Everybody <laughs> loves him.
0: <laughs> Christian Kirk's agent needs to be everybody's agent. I don't know who it is, but he, he got him paid. And that's the whole thing that kind of was the, what the chain reaction that started it all. Twenty one million dollars a year for him. Uh, but yeah, Matt, Matt's right on the money with that. Uh, but let's start out with our winners from the NFL draft. And what we're going to do is each of us are going to give three winners and then we're going to give our three losers. Let's start off with Brad up top. Who are your three winners and why do you have them in the winners category? Yeah,
3: man. So first off, I'm going to go with the Eagles. Um, I was blown away with what they're what they did. You know their GM was doing Madden-style trades. They essentially drafted AJ Brown with their first-round <laughs> pick. Like it's that you know, golden corral. What, <laughs> He's the
2: big winner.
0: Yes.
3: <laughs> I uh, I look at what DeAndre Hopkins did for Kyler Murray, and it kind of propelled him into being an elite QB. And I think that's what Jalen Hurts is going to have with AJ Brown. I have Jalen Hurts as my QB four this year Ooh. because of his rushing upside, and I have AJ Brown as my wide receiver nine. So. Right now, this is the best team in the NFCs to me. Um, and then another one I had the Ravens. They were the winners for me because they decided they wanted to go back to having an identity and instead of trying to be balanced. And this is a team that wants to and will likely lead the team in Russia or lead the league in rushing rather and control the clock. Um, if you can take the lead early, you can beat them. But good luck. You know Lamar's the lead on the ground. and We've never seen anything like him. I have my I have him as my QB two this year. Because whoa, what whoa, what about Tyler about. Huntley?
2: You made a video about Tyler I did, Huntley.
3: Well, did, they didn't it looks like they're not gonna trade him. Everybody's staying pat. Lamar's mad, but he's gonna stay, he's gonna stay on the team. So if, if he's gonna be there, he's he's one of the best in the league. And then last, I have my Seahawks as the winner. Um, I like the Seahawks. Your Seahawks. Yeah, man. I <laughs> I like them. I like them for the same sort of reason that I like the Ravens draft. You know, the Ravens know what they do well and they're gonna lean into it. After trading Russell Wilson, the Seahawks know they won't do much of anything well. So they're trying to build a team out so that they can make a run with a cheap QB in the future. So they took a lineman with their top 10 pick and another uh, with their third rounder. They took a linebacker with their second rounder. They added Kenneth Walker, who may be the best running back in college football, which is a great idea because Chris Carson may never play again. And they also added a couple corners and some developmental wide receivers. So. They could have reached for a QB, but they didn't, so they're kind of going to embrace the tank here, and I like that.
2: Oh gosh, and, Brad, that was music to my ears. And, and Albert's, Albert's <laughs> tanking.
0: Albert's right on it. Rashad Bateman. I don't know, if, uh, John. I don't know if that was no, one of yours. He's a loser. No, Rashad Bateman. He's a big no, winner.
3: Yeah.
2: Oh, was, debate is, this. Gone. Debate this. Go.
3: The go. Ravens. The Ravens drafted two tight ends. They uh, Lamar has what? Let me look. Let me look this up real quick. Lamar yeah, but they, Jackson. There's out there though. Lamar Jackson them. has completed. 49.5% of all his passes to tight ends. They have Mark Andrews and they drafted two more tight ends in this past draft. They they have a run first offense. They have linemen that are um going to be able to to run block as well as pass block. I think they're going to shift this offense to just throw into the tight ends and running like triple options and and that kind of style and I I just don't think, you know, with trading away Hollywood Brown who was his number one, Rashad Bateman has all the talent in the world, but It looks like they want to be, you know, a tight end and and option style offense. And I think that leaves him out.
0: Now, the thing I'll disagree with, though, is Rashad, basically Hollywood Brown and Mark Andrews were like a 55 percent target share combined last year with Mm -hmm. the Ravens. That target share that Hollywood Brown has to go to a receiver. No, I don't think I I, in the (laughs) sense of that. The Ravens. Mark Andrews
2: also had a career year for receiving yards. The
0: Ravens Ravens draft a lot. Brad, the Ravens draft a lot of tight ends because they use them to block. Most but of the, them, but they drafted they drafted receiving tight ends. Isaiah Likely is a receiving tight end, but the other tight end that they drafted, I'll have to look up the name again. Charlie Charlie Colar like, out of uh, Iowa State. He's a yeah, receiving he's tight end he's going to well. be more the blocking tight end, and Isaiah Likely, I think, lines up more as a receiver. I agree. Let's but, also I'll be real. I'll tell you what they didn't they didn't draft a guy in the you know
3: third fourth round to be a blocker. He's he's good. I mean, Nick Boyle
2: most, has
0: basically been a blocker for them, and they're going. I think he's going to be. Most tight
2: ends suck, besides Matt or so besides right, Mark so, Andrews.
0: So let me ask you, Brad. Over or under, let's say seventy catches for Rashad Bateman. Over under under under. under?
1: I, I, I think fantasy people get way too into target share sometimes, and realize that it's also a game where you need complementary players alongside you. Because can Rashad Bateman play the number one corner week in, week
2: out, play in, play out? It's it's up in That's the a great air. Great question but he's a former first round pick they're not kicking the tires on the first round pick after and that. they didn't yeah.
0: draft another wide receiver in the entire draft which i think also says, says a lot about what they think about Rashad Bateman too so dave dave i think you could
3: be right like uh, my my take is essentially that they're shifting their style into mm-hmm. what they do best and it's not passing to wide receivers um if they do decide to pass to wide receivers i think bateman's in the great position but with their draft i have nothing to indicate that they're going to do anything but run more or pass to the tight ends I'm going to put in the
0: comments for people to comment on over or under 70 catches for Rashad Bateman. Um, John, while we talk, while I put that in the comments, why don't you tell us your three winners from the draft?
1: Yeah, I mean, number one winner is Trey Burks. I mean, he pretty much just steps into an easily defined role that matches his skill set right off the bat. It's not going to be a mismatch and scheme. It's not going to be—you rarely see that, that somebody can step in so seamlessly to have such a defined role— immediately and that's just set in stone he's aj brown now he is the new aj brown then you got jalen hurts brad touched on the eagles but i mean it just raises his ceiling passing wise which was and his fantasy ceiling was already so high just because of how he runs the ball so if he improves slightly as a passer and keeps getting those one yard qb sneak touchdowns he's brad's qb4 i mean come on and then this is going to go a little bit against the grain and it's less fantasy important or anything else, but I think Sam Howell had a good landing spot in that Ooh. there's nobody that the uh, Washington fans like more than their backup quarterbacks. And it's why Tyler <laughs> Heineke was able to be so loved. So he wasn't picked high. He wasn't picked on a reach or anything like that. So there's no pressure. And he, he does have a fair shot to get some game uh, at the end of the season. And because there, it's going to be everybody's favorite player there, they're going to be clamoring for him to start. You know, after Carson Wentz does his Carson Wentz, and this is just a fun little aside. A real winner is the Raiders GM because he was not <laughs> talked about during the first two rounds of the draft for the first time <laughs> like in the past like it. four or five years for a reach.
0: <laughs> that, that's a notable point. It's true. Uh, I think it's for the fact that they, they cleaned house and that it's a whole new, uh, whole new thing going on in Las Vegas. And uh, our buddy Matt says way over seventy. He's going to have more than 90 catches or so if he stays healthy. So I'm with you, Matt. I'm 100% with you. I think he he takes a huge target share and, and goes uh above and beyond this That's year.
3: That's got to put – what's what's like the the top 1% of receptions for a wide receiver every year? I got to imagine that line is like – Well, now, now it's different in
0: 17 games compared to 16 too. But he, like, even
3: last year, even like 17 games, what what is that would, if you had to imagine?
2: I would say like 120.
3: 120, you think? So, so Michael yeah.
2: Thomas has the record with I think 149. Yeah. yeah so we're saying top one percent of the league. I'd say in that I, 120, 130. What
3: between right? Cooper Cooper one last year? Cooper
2: percent? Cup. What a Cooper yeah. Cup grab last year. Uh, um, let me check right now.
0: I would say it's between one ten and one twenty. Would be like the number one. Okay. Um, it would be my like my initial way of saying it, for what Cooper I Cup at 145 from, yeah, last year. Yeah, yeah, 145 last year. Looking so at it a from little that wide. perspective. I didn't realize
1: he was so close to the record.
0: I didn't well, know that at all.
1: Me neither. I know, but you still think they would have hyped it up. Looking yeah.
3: at looking at it from that perspective, though, Dave, I think 70 is a nice line. Like, that's that's essentially just saying, like, you're middle of the pack of wide receiver ones. We'll have to yeah, see
2: what Vegas gives it.
0: Matt that said all you need is six catches a game to get that, which is doable,
3: it's doable, but I just don't see that in this offense.
0: Matt and I are on the same page. I, I think you're right on it, Matt, for sure. Uh, <laughs> Doc, what about you? Why don't you give your winners for us?
2: Uh, so the first is Hollywood Brown. I mean, we were talking about the wide receivers that wanted to get traded, and his name wasn't speculated. So he gets Before, his trade. Doc, request. I'm
0: sorry to interrupt you, but Sports Wikipedia comes first. Okay. He has. He said, "Where would you grade the Jet, or what would you grade the Jets draft?" I think it's got to be an A. A play. Right. I mean, and their a, first round alone.
2: And, and and A, because also the standard that has been there prior.
0: I mean, they they crushed this draft as much oh, as Oh, yeah, it's like team. an
2: A-plus in comparison to, like, <laughs> yeah. previous years. They didn't
0: pick a quarterback early. It wasn't just that. I mean, obviously, they got a, a top 15 player, potentially, in Jermaine Johnson in the 20s that they traded up to get, but they also jumped the Texans for Brees Hall in the second round. They purposely yeah. jumped two picks to go in front of them to get him. And uh, I, I think these are just small moves that people don't realize. It's like those are very big for that type of organization and for the the, the team with Zach Wilson that needs weapons. And we'll get to him later. But I think we're all a for sure. And then um, Teddy says, "I have to ask as a diehard Cowboys fan, how bad did we mess up?"
3: They're in they're in my draft losers. We can talk. Oh, about that's
0: a tease. All right, Bradwell, you can kick off those in a couple minutes here. But Doc, go ahead and why don't you? I want to hear. I
3: want to hear Eric talk about why Hollywood Brown wanted to leave the Ravens.
0: (laughs) He just didn't get thrown the ball.
2: But I mean, Hollywood Brown. uh, What you were saying, Brad? I mean, he also he also wants to get paid. He also wants to get paid. So this is why he's the winner. DeAndre Hopkins in his lone healthy season with the Cardinals, 160 targets. He's missing the first six games. Marquise Brown is going back to the quarterback he had in college. So is he going to get 160 targets? Probably not, but I think there's an outside chance for that. And,
1: and, and he gets think, all Christian Kirk's valuable target. And I think
2: about this from the Jamal Adams perspective also. Seahawks traded for Jamal Adams, didn't sign him to an extension and then right away, and then had to pay him the top safety money because they already gave up the capital for him. Hollywood Brown is in the driver's seat. If they don't sign him now, he can command whatever he wants. Otherwise, it's a, a lost cause. Uh, my second is Isaiah Spiller. Justin Jackson is gone from San Diego or from Los Angeles. The one game Eckler missed last year, Justin Jackson at 36.2 fantasy points. So I think he's getting in a great, great handcuff spot to um, Austin Eckler. And the last is Kenneth Walker. So Rashad Penny signed a one-year $5 million deal. I think the Seahawks are going to run him into the ground. They signed him prior to Russell Wilson. So I think mm-hmm. Kenneth Walker saves a year of wear and tear on his body with a team that's going nowhere. And next year he'll step into the lead back role with a better team.
0: I can't disagree with any of those. Uh, our buddy Rams for Life checking in here. Traded AJ Brown in a 2023 second for Brady and Eckler. That's a great. Thoughts.
3: That's a great trade for both sides. Win now.
1: Win now.
0: I do. Yeah. yeah. So So the 2023 draft is loaded. Um, it, a lot more offensive talent in that draft next year than this one. So to be able to get a second in that draft, plus you get Brady. He's uh, your quarterback he, now? He, he he said, traded. I'm sorry. He traded AJ Brown in a 2023 second. I think AJ Brown's value goes down actually with the Eagles. I think, I think I, he's going to still be really good. I don't. Think, I think that's he's, a bad take. Um, but Brady and Eckler—that's a great one. Are you giving too numbers. much credit
1: to to Tannehill? Like he's not. Can you really say he's that much better than Hurts? No, I'm, gonna, I mean I think he's
0: more win. accurate than Hurts. Yeah, but he's
2: not a good mentor.
0: Oh, he's got <laughs> Herbert as his QB one too. Is this a Rams? Is this a super flex league? If this is a super flex league, holy moly! You are it's a, you it's have, a great hall. Oh my haul. goodness gracious. Yeah,
3: that's that's a great that's a great trade for both sides, honestly. I love that.
0: Yeah, if, if this Rams, let us know if if this is a super flex league, I think you did really, really well with that. Um it is super flex, just making sure, yeah. I mean Brady and, and Herbert as your two quarterbacks in a super flex league, tight end premium with Mark Andrews. We just want to crown him the the champion right now because that's a freaking nasty. it's like a
3: three team league.
0: <laughs> no, he he did well. That's that's great. Um. But uh, yeah. And then will the Bills win a Super Bowl with Josh Allen as their quarterback? I can see the Bills having the best record. I think he's, they can. He's my QB one this year. Spoiler, Brad, not a hot take at the QB one position. Oh no, yeah, this year. no hot take
3: this time.
1: You didn't put Gino up there. <laughs>
0: no, not yet. And uh it's a twelve-team league. Our buddy Rams is crushing. That's
2: chess, that's chess, not checkers. He's crushing. Who's your it? draft winners, David?
0: My draft winners start off with Zach Wilson. We touched on him before. Look at the weapons he has around him. He's got Brees Hall now in the backfield with Michael Carter, who's maybe not be, he's not incredible, but he's a good backup running back, third down back to have in that offense. He has Elijah Moore, Corey Davis. Garrett Wilson as their number as their one through three wide receivers. Uh he obviously they signed two tight ends in the offseason and uh um what's it in CJ Uzoma and Tyler Conklin. They also drafted Jeremy Ruckert from Ohio State. He has literally, I think, arguably the best collection in terms of depth of weapons of any quarterback in the league. And but you they, say
2: he's a loser because he has expectations now. Let's, you keep, let's but, not go that high. I'm everybody. kidding. Yeah. Yeah, Basically,
1: the Jets said... The Look, best we're weapons gonna... because he has Tyler Conklin. Are yeah. you well, kidding me? I, I'm
0: saying <laughs> the I don't, I don't depth of that's the that that weapons. That, that the depth that he has of weapons. I'm not saying they're the best in terms of this every individual one. a Javarius. Like star. Um, and they and spent in their offensive line the last couple of years, too. So everything is there for him to succeed. It's going to be on him, and I think that's what they wanted to be able to tell are you our franchise quarterback we've given you everything you could want now it's on you so I think he's a winner from that the Texans Damian Pierce who was drafted in the fourth round he's a winner because he's arguably in the best situation because if you look at the Houston Texans John could you tell me the top two running backs on the Texans jet chart ahead of him if I had to ask um, you
1: it's probably not anymore but I Philip Lindsay and Rex Burkhead
0: <laughs> well you got one of them it's Rex Burkhead and Marlon Mack.
2: Parking. Oh, Mar- oh, oh Marlon Mack's old. good, though. Marlon Mack and Rex RB1. Burkhead
0: are the only two running backs ahead of him at this point. Let me find and- out
2: I
3: need to go trade for Marlon Mack.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, he's, he's
2: a 1,000-yard rusher.
0: Yeah. yeah, but he also still has coming off that Achilles injury. Rex Burkhead is 32 years old. So Damian Pierce, even though he's never had more than 15 carries in a game in college, uh, he's a very explosive runner, very physical runner. And I think by – I wouldn't be shocked by midseason – if he's the RB one by a landslide for this team, so I think he was a real winner. Also, a Tim Boyle draft winner, Tim of Boyle! <laughs> taking a quarterback. I just
2: said that our boy TV twelve.
0: And uh, TV check out, 12 out 12 Eric's interview with weeks. Tim Boyle. Yeah, and anyone that drafted by the Texans is the best situation. They immediately have a starting position. Yes, that that's true. They were the only team on PFF that you looked and they said draft needs. They said everything. It turns out everybody else has specific positions. The Texans were everything. So you're 100% right about that. My last winner is Gabe Davis because the Bills did not use a pick on a wide receiver until in the later rounds in day three with Khalil Shakir, who is going to be like an Isaiah McKenzie in that offense. Jamison Crowder's there too. I get it. But I think Gabe Davis is now going to be the solidified... <laughs> Second, the way you're receiver. talking
1: about him, Jamison Crowder and Tyler Conklin can make their own super team. <laughs> <laughs> the way you're yeah. talking about, <laughs> I,
0: I'm just, Gabe Davis is going to step into that number two role and I think really succeed. I don't know how I'm going to rank him yet, but I think he won because they didn't take a receiver really high in day one or two. So I, I like that for him. Let's go real quick now, Brad. Why don't you give us your three losers? All right, I'm going to start off with
3: Washington. For the past three years, this team has acted like they're a piece away, a single QB away from competing for a Super Bowl. They tried Fitzpatrick. They tried Alex Smith. They tried Haneke, They're trying Wentz. And they had a chance to take a QB of the future in Malik Willis, and they pass on it to take a worse wide receiver than the Chiefs took or the Packers took much later. (laughs) I don't understand the thought process with this team. On top of that, Curtis Samuel and Dotson have redundant skill sets, so I'm not even sure the first-round pick is going to win out the uh, position battle. I'm not excited for any fantasy outlooks of any player on Washington after this offseason. Um, Dallas is my other one. They lost Amari Cooper, Blake Jarwin, Cedric Wilson, and have Gallup coming off surgery. They decided not to take a wide receiver until the late third round and a until the fourth round. Uh, I'm not sure either will crack the field. I'm curious when you see what the Eagles have done, uh, why you would make this decision to to kind of bulk on all the, the skill positions in your drafts. And that said, I, I do think we can expect a monster year from CD lamb because Dak is going to throw for 4,000 yards, but outside of him, I'm not really excited for them either. And then lastly, the giants. Um, I just don't know what their plan is. I think they're simply trying to draft the best players available because they don't know if they're going to have to blow everything up in a year and let Jones and Barkley walk. But if that's the case, maybe you should take a developmental quarterback and our, and a running back and, they whiffed on all of that. So, also, if they're going to treat Wandale Robinson like they treated Kadarius Toney, I don't know what the point in drafting like a gadget, speedy wide receiver is. So, I'm curious to see how it all shakes out for them because they seem like they have
0: no direction. The Giants have spent the I most did. money of, in the wide receiver position of any team in the NFL. And
1: yeah. all, all your losers were NFC East teams. They were. They were. <laughs> what does that say? It's the
0: Eagles to lose in my head. Yeah. I think. The one thing is with with Dallas, obviously Jalen Brunson, we have or um Tolbert, we have to see thinking of basketball. Jalen Brunson. <laughs> yeah, Jalen Tolbert, <laughs> yeah, we have casual. to we have to see uh how he does. He's supposed to take over the slot role for Cedric Wilson. Um, but yeah, I don't disagree with any of those. The Giants, I don't know what they're doing. I think they wanted their own guys in there. Who knows if Kadarius Tony gets traded, but they
3: fired they fired their scouting personnel after the draft. Like that's did oh they really?
0: Yeah. It's wild. Wow. Like I don't know, I don't know what their plan is at all. That's bad. All right, John, Well, who are your three losers?
1: So my first one was a fortunate uh, spelling mistake, or an uh, autocorrect in my notes, Michael Crater Jr., because his value is cratering right now with the the running back they got in the draft. I mean, last year he was surprising, and I think that's the best way to describe him. He was surprisingly effective and showed flashes, but now he's no longer going to be the solidified uh, RB1. I also have Justin Fields. I mean, they practically just gave him no help receiver wise. It just seems silly. Mm -hmm. I I think it's just a natural progression. You get a young quarterback, pair him up with a young receiver, and they can grow together. Don't really know why they wouldn't want to do it. And then, along a similar note, I have Patrick Mahomes because they were replacing Tyreek Hill. And Skymore, I'm sure, is going to be everybody's favorite wide receiver in the online and on Twitter. But there's He's a reason he was like the seventh or eighth wide receiver taken. You He's have
3: these. Beast, Johnny. There was like
1: six options of generational receivers, and you pick somebody who's five ten and runs a four four. I mean.
0: But exactly they also added. Go. They also added Juju Smith-Schuster, Marquez valdez All Scandling, right, all right, this Justin isn't Oh, oh,
1: so we got the super team between Marquez valdez yeah. scantling Tyler <laughs> Conk, Jameson Crowder. Oh, at the that's a Super Bowl sticks. winner. I'm just saying they're trying to replace production with just worse players.
0: All right, we'll see. I, I like Sky Moore, but we'll talk about rookies in another episode. Of,
1: of course, of
2: course, you do. And <laughs> no, I'm sure. Sky Moore is cool, will. Johnny.
0: Sky Moore is cool. <laughs> he is. Go ahead, Doc. Who are your three winners? So losers, you mean, losers.
2: So for me, rookie quarterbacks, like what we've seen this offseason is that more veteran and star power quarterbacks are forcing their way out. And as opposed to teams that would give up multiple firsts for a rookie contract, they're now willing to give that for star quarterbacks because they're in a more win now territory. So I think we're going to see less teams trading up for rookies in the future and pressing teams to see if they can get a quarterback that's unhappy on their current team. Um, so that's my first loser. The second is Drake London. Um, I like his talent long-term, but I just think first year. I mean, the
0: Falcons Falcons
2: are going through a rebuild. Like, Mariota isn't the most accurate passer. Um, There is a graphic. The last three wide receivers taken in the first round by the Falcons. Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones, Roddy White. That's big shoes to fill. And that I, means I think he's going
0: to be good. Yeah.
2: Howdy, Roddy. That's, that's a lot. to If the quarterback. You sold me on I taking have, him now. I, I, I wouldn't have him be a loser if there was better quarterback play. And the last, the 49ers, biggest losers, because they look at how much they traded last year. Any team that maybe even thought about trading for Jimmy G, they got QBs in the draft and any team that thought about trading for Debo, they got wide receivers. So the 49ers have a Jimmy G that they can't trade. That's making 25 mil an unhappy Debo that we know isn't going to play for the team. And now there's less suitors for both of them. 49ers biggest losers.
0: Well, let's Debo Samuel. At the moment they say they'll trade him. There will be suitors for him. Um, Wait, now is, it, is Debo holding out.
2: I, I, I guarantee Debo. Does Albert's not trade reading the my 49ers. mind.
0: Albert, he's he's on my unless, list. Unless we
2: play, unless we pay Debo 22 plus mil a year. He's gone.
0: I will yep. say before I get to Gibson and the other two losers I have that there was two reports that one, the lions offered a first and the third and a third round pick for Debo Samuel, which was the 12th oh, pick.
1: They should have taken that.
0: Or, uh, but a first round pick and that for Debo that it was turned down. Then the Eagles jumped up to try to take Jamison Williams and they got sniped by the lions in front of them. So they basically jumped up then and, and basically did their backup plan, which was get A.J. Brown. They were trying to get Jamison Williams, and they got beat to it. So then they went their backup option, and they had a trade for A.J. Brown like in the works if they wanted to go to that. So that's what they did. Um, But let me go to my three real quick, my three losers. Number one uh, I have is Ryan Tannehill. He lost one of the best wide receivers in A.J. Brown. They also drafted his replacement in Malik Willis, and he will not be telling him – how to play quarterback in the NFL. He's going to just have to learn.
1: I, I do think that was a little sniped out of context.
0: Yeah, I, I have to be careful. Because he said it.
1: right after, if he does learn something, then that's great.
0: <laughs> uh, real quick. <laughs> like I my last literally two,
1: just took off a whole sentence.
0: Do you guys have a favorite player picked in the first round? Yeah, um... Can he pick it? That's interesting.
2: <laughs> I just feel it's like a it's, it's a good fit. A good I think fit.
0: I think Jordan Davis for the Eagles is going to be every, a monster.
1: Every single wide receiver that the Chiefs weren't able to get that's going to be better and was regarded as way better. You're such a Chiefs war. hater. I love it. I miss doing um,
0: this. And then my last two losers, Antonio All those Gibson.
1: picks, and they didn't get a generational talent.
0: Antonio Gibson, which our buddy Albert brought up. Obviously now with uh, no, Brian it's, it's Robinson stock is there. It's the same. I'm sorry? He's not a loser. His stock is the same. No, I mean Brian Robinson's there now. Who's gonna I think be there more to take his goal line work? J D McKissick's there to take some passing down work. Antonio bigger than
3: Brian Robinson.
0: Brian Robinson was still a master in college, right? But this is the NFL, and Antonio Gibson's bigger. But J D, but I'm saying J D (laughs) McKissick was never taking goal line work from. Yeah, Antonio Gibson was. But I'm saying there's now another running back that's bigger than J D McKissick that could take some goal line work away.
3: I think uh, it's between Jared Patterson and and Brian Robinson, who the third. Uh, I will bet back you Jared Patterson doesn't make the team. Is. It's no, it's it's probably possible. That's likely that's Brad's RB round. twelve for the year. Yeah. Yeah.
1: First of <laughs> <Yeah>. all, <laughs> yeah. no, if you uh, take a, if you
3: take a running back third round, you're expecting him to to participate on your roster, but I I just I don't think he's anything more than depth.
0: Washington also hosted a bunch of big name running backs, which. To Me, even just the act of doing that means they don't believe in Gibson long term. That's just my thoughts on it, but we'll see. And then the last guy, uh, Devin Singletary bringing in James Cook, who right now looks to be more of just a receiving back. But Devin Singletary's uh, job security is far from guaranteed, as we've seen in the past. And having him be the third running back off the board behind the big two guys of uh, Kenneth or Ken Walker That's and true. Brees Hall that concerns me. So, well, he's Devin. Also-
2: Devin- RB2 overall, Singletary. No, I will not be drafting playoffs. him.
0: Unless he, he slips a good amount, I will not be drafting him. I feel like that that, that
2: like spells the Zach Moss experiment is over, though. I feel like they like yeah, Singletary and that it's sure. more of like we're not doing Zach Moss, Matt, Matt Breda anymore.
0: But I'm saying most leagues are now PPR, and James Cook being there is strictly going to take Singletary off the field. Is, is he related
2: to somebody? Somebody, somebody
0: famous? Related <laughs> to uh, Dalvin.
2: Oh, what? Brian Cook, former Lakers forward. Oh, I could that, like that too. To basketball?
0: <laughs> Quinn Cook? Oh, I, have, I can't think of a Daquan
2: Cook. Cook.
0: <laughs> Man, you guys have any ones. more? Um,
1: cookie, cookie Monster?
0: No, no. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get ready to sign off here. That, that was a good winners and losers. Last thing from our buddy Matt here. Do you think the Colts beat out the Texans in our division this year? I do. I have the Colts over the Texans as well. Low key maybe back Jags. Titans.
2: Low key maybe Jags.
0: What about you, John?
1: I don't know. I would love to see the Colts like choke away a playoff spot again, though.
0: The Colts have a <laughs> basketball team for football they players. Do. They are so tall.
3: As long as long as Derrick Henry is on the Titans, the Titans are the better team. All right.
0: Well three on the Colts, one on the Titans. We'll see how it plays out. But that's gonna wrap up. We're happy to be back. Thanks, everybody that was in the comments for the show. I think my favorite thing about doing live shows is being able to interact with people in the comments on YouTube. So thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us. We're going to be doing this every week, every Tuesday. So if you enjoyed it, please make sure you guys on YouTube, make sure you're subscribed to the channel. We're actually six subs away from 2,000 subscribers, so it means a lot. Thank you guys so much. Make sure you guys leave a like comment below.
1: Subscribe.
0: Yeah, for the, alg- the little algae rhythm. And then um, if you guys are listening to the podcast, five-star ratings and reviews are always appreciated. So thank you guys so much. We'll be back next week for to break down. I think we're going to go division by division next week. So it's going to be fun. But until then, we're going to make like a bread truck. And we're going to haul these buns. Get oh, you guys New Year, week.
3: same, same.